Welcome, my friends, to change. Change so spooky. So changingly sad. I had something good going, and now I'm just going mad. But something good must come. It's only ever good as it is now, then how can it grow? How can we know some other kind of magic? So, <clears throat> change. Um, change. Uh, is the nature of the universe so you know there's only one thing that doesn't change or th was it there's only one change is the only constant you know that thing except uh i think uh even the speed of light apparently changes and they edit it a little bit they're like oh that doesn't make sense with our theories would change according to rupert sheldrake i think um dr rupert sheldrake um but one constant apart from change i think is stillness or the the emptiness of the of existence the presence of the invisible empty womb of creation which happens to be consciousness it seems uh like you and you know okay we won't get too deep but um consciousness seems to be basically just the field in which everything happens this feeling sensing field of love um and then but there are movements within that and that's all changed. And so, you know, that's the whole thing, like uh, impermanence. You know, nothing stays apart from the presence of like, oh, you know, that awareness in which everything happens, you know, your whole life unfolding in the space of your awareness, you know, even your head, you know, like in your head, you know, your head is an object inside your awareness. You can imagine in front of it, in the middle of it, behind it. What are you behind your head? Are you in your head? No, your head is in your field of awareness. Think about that. Um, Wrap your head around that, that, what your head is wrapped around, or what is wrapped around your head. Anyway, so, um, but everything basically, you know, your body is changing, like, um, and, you know, your emotions, your mind, circumstances, and that can be pretty difficult. Uh, change, uh, yeah, we resist change a lot. Um, but, yes, yeah, so I'm just going to talk about change a little bit and maybe shed some light, hopefully ease some suffering in my my good comrades of the earth here. So, um, okay, well, I mean, uh, yeah, we want change when it's, things are getting better, but we don't want change when things get worse. But it's like, you can't have one without the other, you know? Cause, you know, for you, something, you're, oh, great, there's a job opening, wonderful. Well, for someone else, they just got fired, you know? So, you know, and if you were trading places, you'd be like, no, how terrible. Um, but if you zoom out and like you're an impartial observer, you'd be like, well, it's just change, you know, it's good and bad. You know? And um, I think basically we change even though, 
Yeah, change is necessary. Um, otherwise, you couldn't have a dynamic, growing, changing, developing system. Um, so in order, you know, there's many friends I've... Um, so, I, uh, you know, I lived in Australia, had many amazing friends. Then I moved to Canada and I, you know, had less time and connection with my Australian friends, which in a way is very difficult, you know, and I still miss them. Um, but then that opened up these new friendships and connections, which I wouldn't have had otherwise in Canada. And so, you know, that change was required, you know, um, to open up. I wouldn't have had those connections otherwise. And then I left them behind to move to Ireland, you know. And so, and now I've met, you know, amazing new people here. And so those connections would be impossible if I was like, okay, that's enough change. Let's stick with Canada. Um, and so there's this poem, uh, Stages, by Herman Hesse. I would highly recommend everyone read. Really cool. It's from, I think, it's, a, it's within a novel. But yeah, um, The Glass Bead Game. I haven't read, but anyway, um, there's the context. But it's a really amazing poem. <clears throat> Shout out to Marlies, putting it in a book for me. Uh, um, you know, she's probably not listening for various reasons, but um, put it in like this gift she gave me ages ago. Um, and uh, yeah, it's pretty powerful. Good stuff. But part of the thing there is like, it's like, so something like, so we must prepare for, you know, farewell and leave taking. So be it, heart, bid farewell without end. And kind of saying like, in beginnings dwells a magic force, you know, to lift us up and guide us. And kind of saying that um, all, you know, what is it like? Um, uh, what's it? Um something uh oh yeah the cosmic spirit seeks not to detain us but stage by stage to lift us up to wider spaces and life shall may summon us to newer races something like that but um and yeah i think you know change is inevitable so why resist it i think in general you know only try to control things which you can control or you have a a, a, a hope of controlling um, if I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and move the moon with my mind. I'm like, why isn't it working? You know, like, or, you know, I'm going to try and lift this thing. Oh, oh, it's an insanely heavy object. It's like, what's the point of this? You, you know, you can't do it. Um, and then you're going to get suffer, you know, this emotional turmoil. But we do that all the time with things like, oh, this person doesn't like me, but I, I need them to like me. Or, oh, you know, I'm running late. God, how, or this thing, this technology isn't working, you know, and, you know, getting frustrated, but it's like, well, this is out of my control. Why am I resisting it? Right. Um, and if you just save your energy for things that you can control, you'll realize, oh my God, there's all these things that I can control, but half the time I'm not noticing them. And I'm not, um, I'm definitely not like, uh, trying to control them, putting in my energy. Um, even though I, I could do it if I was paying attention and I just put in the energy, I'm missing these opportunities because I'm too tired from resisting things that are out of my control. Um, so, and one such thing is change, you know, that things change. And so say, you know, I can see my face, I'm getting older, you know, but I'm always like, okay, cool, let's just go with it, you know, roll with it. And so then I think that keeps you younger anyway, if you just go with the flow, but, um, and, you know, have good vibes. But, um, you know, uh, that's sometimes it's like, oh yeah, you know, okay, that's be nice just like you know look like young and stuff maybe you know forever but it's like and then you go oh where's this going to lead i'm going to be like looking older will i look okay you know um 
And so, you know, that's gonna be difficult. Or um, say your body, like uh, my eyes recently, like there's been a, you know, haven't been the, the, the best. Cause I think I was, did a lot of writing and then it had a bit of an impact on my eyes from the staring at a computer so much. Um, and then just in general, maybe, you know, being a bit busy or not sleeping enough, I think. And so that's kind of like, oh, oh no. But then, you know, I was just thinking like, ah, just, it is what it is, you know. I'll just do the best I can, but just go with the flow. And um, I was just looking out of the, you know, I was, I was on like the, the tram or whatever, just looking out. And then as soon as I accept that, my vision feels a bit better anyway. But there's a, you know, because I'm relaxed. But there's a certain peace and grace to that of just, you know, just going with the flow. And, um, and I think often it actually makes things better. But even if it didn't, just it's still wise because you're not wasting your energy. And you kind of, it's a certain moral high ground in that going like, okay, life, so be it, you know. Sip of tea. Tea time, everyone. Cotter and scale. Time for tea. Um, so, yeah, okay. But, yeah, change. Like, uh, our body is constantly, cells are constantly dying and being reborn. Um, and... You know, I think that's like in your, your mouth heals the fastest, I think. So if you get, if you, you know, cut yourself in your mouth or, you know, you, um, yeah, you bite your lip or something, you know, you bite your tongue, that heals like so fast, you know, like within a day or something, it's healed. Um, but then uh, your uh, bones, I think, they take the longest to re regenerate, replace their cells. Um, but uh, so... I think that's like 10 years or something. But your body, let's say 10 years ago, or you know, 12 years ago, 11 years ago, not a single cell in your body is still present in you right now. They're all totally replaced. So me, let's say when I was 20 years old, okay, I was traveling Europe, you know? Well, I'm like 32 now. So, you know, all those cells have been replaced. Um, and uh, so that, that, my, that body is totally gone. I wasn't, you know, there's a new body, but it's like that thing, Jason's ship or whatever, you know, it's like uh, if you replace a, a ship, you know, plank by plank, you know, eventually is it, it's a totally different ship, but is it the same ship, you know, uh, or is it, was it Euphius's ship or something? Um, don't know. I'm not cultured enough, but um, uh, yeah. And so, okay. Or like, you know, say a country, Germany today is it the same as Germany 200 years ago. You know, a lot of the people have been, you know, have changed. We have all, there's no one alive who was alive then, right? And um, a lot of the culture's changed and this and that. Buildings, ways of life. Um, but you, there's still a, a legacy. So you could say in a way it's still the same thing. But in another way it's different. Um, but, uh, you know, kind of in the way that people live on through their children. You could say the family lineage is there. But, um, but yeah, and so... Um, your your uh, so that's your body, right? It's totally replaced. But then you think about your um, your emotions and your mind. Say the way you feel and the way you think changes a lot. You know, it can change moment to moment. But even the general patterns of how you think and behave change quite radically. Like me, I used to be heavily like socialist. I thought, you know, oh yeah, socialist capitalism is the way. Like, you know, oh what a shame people don't understand. Like you need, you know, um, high level of taxation and like the government, you know, to take from the really rich and kind of balance things out. And then actually it turns out from what I understand now, as far as I can tell, now I have the humility to say that I'm not totally sure, like, you know, maybe I'll learn something more in the future and change my perspective again. But as far as I can tell, um, uh, 
free market capitalism is the way. And I had a, a limited perspective. And it was a, a narrative which was cohesive, but there was a bunch of con certain contradictions I hadn't noticed. Um, and it was also contradicted by other information which I hadn't included in that model. So now I have a more detailed map. And so, you know, it includes things which would contradict the theory of socialist capitalism. Anyway, that's just one part of my perspective of what's right in the world. And that has changed, you know, and it's a pretty significant change, you know, and all kinds of stuff, you know, like, uh, you know, um, things about like tradition or um, uh, just, yeah, um, my view of what is real and what, you know, what is and what should be, you know. And so that can change, you know, year to year um, or even, you know, month to month is changing because it doesn't happen on one day usually. Sometimes big things change suddenly, but usually it's a gradual thing. So kind of thought to thought, you know, with every thought I'm dead and born. Yet my fortune knows not the morn, nor yet will he at the, nef the next thought's horn uh, see final night, so why tend the corn? Blah, 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 um, says my 16-year-old self. But, um, so, um, yeah, um, and then basically what you're left with is, if, you know, so in life things change, right? And then we, I think we should try to focus on, you know, controlling and influencing what we can control and influence. Um, and having the grace and the, the practical wisdom to just let, not try to resist, even if it's really difficult, you know, like, oh, I really love this thing, I've really appreciated this, and it's leaving, you know? It's like, it can be a beautiful thing, I guess, to like, and just like a, a meaningful thing to feel that, that, that emotion, and not to try to wish that away either, but to honor that emotion and honor that, you know, situation. And that change and you know even just to feel the loss of that but um i think it should be felt with a, a kind of underlying piece of um an understanding that this is right what's you know in a weird poignant way you know um but then so that's about life like you know circumstances you know external and but then uh also internal like the very self you know our own self is constantly changing like who who am i now you know, and that's what freaked me out when I was a teenager. I was like, oh my God, wait, is, is the self an illusion? What the hell? Like, you know, ah, um, and then, and then I came to the conclusion that either the soul exists or else the self is an illusion, uh, cause everything's constantly changing. Um, it's not continuous, you know, you're a different person. And basically I think that's, tr that's fair enough. That reasoning, I think it's valid. But then it turns out, you know, through meditation and um, maybe some psychedelic medicines um, and just, you know, kind of reading and reflecting and growing and learning, um, it turns out that, you know, you can experience directly the soul, spirit or consciousness, you know, and it's nothing mysterious. It's the most natural thing in the world. It is literally who you are, who I am. And you could basically say, if you want to know what it is, I can't put it into words because it's not words. It's deeper and more important than words. It's the one thing which you can't um, put into words, uh, I guess, because it is the viewer of words. <laughs> you know, it is um, basically it, it is um, what exists when you stop thinking or when you exit your mind. So it's not like you're falling asleep. It's actually you're becoming more awake. Um, you're kind of coming full circle. Um, you know, you can be thoughtless and asleep and you can come up to being thinking, but then the, I guess it's like a spiral, like the highest point is, um, 
uh, yeah, you're not, you're able to turn off thought and just be present and be aware. Um, or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, um, yeah, ultimately I think that does exist. And so that's the good news, you know, all this stuff's changing and it might be, it freaked me out like, oh my God, oh, it's a bit disorienting to think like, oh, why should I plan for anything if it's all an illusion? But then I think it turns out that, oh, good news, everyone, we're immortal and we exist. And, you know, the, the soul and the self is real, but it's just not the self we often think is us, um, in my humble opinion. Um, but yeah, so, and that's a beautiful change to kind of, of self. And speaking of change, I think that's kind of a, a change in a shift in selfhood, which is happening to many people around the planet at this point. Um, and um, it's, it's basically the key to our survival as a species. I think um, the old way of being where it's excluding others and it's based upon your stories and your narratives. Um, when two narratives, you know, confront each other, you see what happens in Ukraine or in Gaza or, you know, and um, in many places, you know, and um, it's this truth on both sides, but the inability to just step outside of your narrative and just kind of examine other details and maybe, you know, see if there's any truth in the other person's point of view, um, that, you know, is uh, basically prevents peace. And we're getting so powerful now that, you know, if we don't have peace, we may just obliterate the whole, all of us. Um, so I think that would not be a good change. <laughs> That's not the change we want. Um, but then, uh, you know, being able to kind of connect to the soul, not to bring everything back to the soul, but basically that's where it's going anyway. That's where it's coming from. Um, that is the key to so inner peace comes from the soul. You know, it comes from stepping outside of thinking. Um, you know, I'm always talking about the power of now, Eckhart Tolle, but, you know, for good reason, I think um, everyone should read that. Uh, everyone who's interested in inner peace and sanity and um, being as awake and aware as you can be, as, you know, wisdom. Um, so, yeah, so that would be the internal thing. That's a change. There's constant change, but there is something constant that is not changing within us, and that is actually our deepest self. Um, all that changes, I think Ramana Maharshi, is that his name, um, said um, nothing that changes is real. Um, and then I think... Was it Muji or someone said, nothing that changes is you? Uh, you know, so that's interesting. So what's the what's there to worry about? Everything changing? Like, oh, pfft. I mean, even in an extreme situation, if you're being tortured, you know, your best hope is just going, hey, this is all like a sort of dream and it feels extremely real, but I am the, the universe. I am pure consciousness and um, this is an extremely realistic virtual reality program, you know, um, and to understand that all these changes, these pain receptors in my body, they're chemicals, you know, they're, you know, bioelectric bio kind of like, you know, uh, systems programmed for survival and feedback and, you know, um, thriving in an ecosystem, but that, um, you can, change that narrative and uh, you know that's one way of looking at it instead of just oh it's pain and it's bad um 
and that can help you i think you know with i've i've done it with small pain you know torture is obviously a very much difficult thing but i think in theory it would work if you could be awake enough but um yeah so but yeah so change and the self all right um anything else so gone a bit deep there but um you know that's the way it is another sip of tea then we'll bring this to a conclusion yeah i guess um just that in life you know there is creation there is preservation and there is destruction these are the things we can do um and i guess naturally life is creating things um and it is destroying things and i guess preservation or decay are kind of the forces of creation and the forces of destruction you know, shifting their ratios in a way, or like, you know, which one maintains. Because to preserve, I guess, is requires creative will, you know, to preserve your traditions, like say the tradition of freedom in our culture, which I love very deeply, you know. And our culture, get, you know, the West gets a lot of flack. And, you know, fair enough, there's a lot of imperfections in the West. There's imperfections everywhere, you know, like name a country which is um, not perfect, you know, uh, sorry, which is perfect, you know, um, and one beautiful thing about the West is uh, this tradition of freedom, even if, you know, okay, there've been like empires and all these shenanigans. And in Ireland, you know, obviously my ancestors caught the, the, the sharp end of the stick there, you know? Um, so, but uh, nonetheless, freedom has, is something which is, you know, these in the liberal democracies of the world came from the West, you know, that's the tradition. Um, and they remain the, the freest places um, even now, even at such a state of decay as they're currently at, um, which is a difficult change to bear. But yeah, so, you know, um, preserving, you know, I'm very keen to preserve this culture of freedom. And that requires, I think, people writing letters, thinking, you know, becoming more aware, meditating, being healthy, just kind of trying to preserve sanity and clear thinking and good heart in yourself. And then kind of, you know, communicating that with others, writing letters, helping people, like emails or whatever, you know, to the government, hey, here's a thing, I think it's a bad idea. Or here, yeah, I think there's a good idea, we should do this. Um, or, you know, just connecting with other people, um, reading books and educating yourself and um, all these things, trying to build things, just using your creative energy to sustain what's good. Um, because naturally it will decay, both from just, you know, entropy and chaos, um, things falling apart, you know, try to stand on one foot for an hour, you know, your muscles start, you know, depleting their energy supplies. The pressure start building up. Things, um, you know, forces mount in reaction to forces. Um, and so entropy, these feedback systems can kind of cause, bring an end to things. Um, you know, like, uh, what's it, you know, hard, um, hard times make strong men, strong men make easy times. Easy times make soft men, soft men, make hard times. <laughs> um, unfortunately, you know, you might be like, that's so patriarchal and sexist. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's quite, there feels like there's a bit of truth to that, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, and, you know, I guess it will work for women too, but I think especially the masculine has a very big role with that. Um, especially given there's going to be a minority of there's always going to be um, predatory men somewhere within or without 
uh, a community. And so you need um, men who are capable of violence, but they've got it under the dominion of love. So it's guided by love and goodness, you know. Uh, you need strong men to fight off. It's like, you know, other... It happens ever in the animal kingdom too. But, like, I think with humans, you still have that, like, the women can have the masculine, but in general, it's more in men. So, okay, here am I d defending myself with... Uh, this is a change. That, that comment, you probably, you know, maybe 10 years ago, I would have been able to say that with, without feeling like I needed to justify um, using the word man in that traditional sense there uh, for a traditional male role. But, hey, these are changes in the culture um, or changes in myself. But anyway, yeah, so um, point being, there are things worth, uh, yeah, so naturally there's chaos and entropy pulling things down, and there's, there's also bad people or, you know, misguided people. Maybe they think they're doing good things for everyone, but they're actually causing problems. Or they, you know, they know they're hurting us, but they think they're doing good things for themselves and their family, and so they're like, yeah, it's fine, whatever. Dictators, etc. you know, tyrants. Um, but yeah, so... There are these forces of creation and destruction and you can create good things and you can create bad things, you know, and you can destroy good things and you can destroy bad things. And this is all change. And I think it's good to create and to destroy um, the best things. Uh, well, <laughs> it, we're guided by your best awareness of what's right. And so, you know, create the, the best things you can and destroy the worst things you can. So... You know, you see um, within yourself some sort of habit that's not healthy. Okay, destroy it, you know, uproot it, kill that. If I'm growing, you know, one of the reasons why growing plants, I think, is so amazing, uh, like growing food, you know, it teaches you a lot. It's like, I was all like, you know, real like, oh, you know, I always have always loved nature. I was like, yeah, beautiful, you know, plants and stuff. And then I was starting to grow these, you know, vegetables and, uh, I, you know, re quickly realized like, oh, my God, all these weeds are taking over. And then realizing like, oh, they're going to just drain the resources from my plants and my plants are going to die. And we're like, I can't just let them all live. Like my plants are going to get killed by these plants. If I don't, so I have to defend them, you know, and oh, but then I'm like, oh, but who's to say my plants, are, you know, have more of a right to be there than these other weeds. A weed is just something that we don't think is useful. But maybe, you know, my plants are weeds to them. They're like, hey, they're not useful to me. This freaking, you know, chili you're growing. But... So then I was like, well, yeah, but, you know, this is this food I'm growing is going to nourish me with health. And then I'm going to, it's going to help me be a healthy person and to feel good, have good energy and to think clearly. And then I can support other people and we can make humanity more of a beautiful force, like a flower on the plant of Mother Earth, rather than like, you know, some sort of parasite. Um, and uh, we can uplift right, beautiful works like, you know, Shakespearean, you know, beauty with the cosmic um, input and influx of, you know, modern information. You know, we can make a, you know, the beautiful art and architecture and, you know, um, explore wisdom. There's many beautiful relationship, you know, empathy, drama, you know, there's so many beautiful things we can do as humans. I was like, okay, yeah. So that me, <laughs> I explained this to the weeds. I was like, this is why I'm doing it, you know. Um, and so it's like, yeah, fair enough. I have a right to be here. My plants have a right to be here. These weeds, they have a right to be here. But in a way, it's like, yeah, you know. In this case, you know, it's like uh, might is right, kind of like, well, um, well, it's not might is right, but it's just that I have the ability to, you know, enforce this. Anyway, I'm explaining to you, whoever's listening, like the the politics of my garden. Um, anyway, and so, you know, I pull, I, I start pulling out the weeds and then I, I got to, I, there's always often like a little feeling of like, oh, yeah, 
sorry there, little plant, you know. But then I also reflect like, oh yeah, I think it's all, you know, that's just the one consciousness in everything. So that, that spirit, you know, is coming through the plants, but that's me and it's, it's living elsewhere anyway. But in a way it's just ending. It's almost like I imagine like, you know, you're like game over. You have to, you know, re reincarnate as another player in the video game. You know, sometimes there'll be like these, you could um, be in like these war games where there'd be teams, two teams against each other, but there's like a time limit and you're getting points. And if you get killed, it's like game over, but then you can kind of respawn as another character. It's almost like, you know, the uh, you know, spirit is constantly respawning as other characters. Like, oh, okay, that we got taken. All right, where else am I now? You know, um, but uh, anyway, so I, what's the point? So yeah, that, you know, being aware of the, that process, you know, helped me kind of realize, oh yeah, okay, there's a place for, you know, um, destruction and that um, it's not a bad thing. That's part of nature too. And so I'm destroying these um, other plants, but um, that's required for the creation of my garden and, you know, the creation of my health and all these things I'm, you know, developing. Um, and so that was pretty profound. Um, but I think, you know, so, or destroying, yeah, bad habits in yourself, destroying, you know, say if there's a culture of like, oh yeah, if women aren't accompanied, you're, it's okay to go and, you know, kind of like um, harass them or, or worse, you know, um, apparently that's a culture in parts of the world. And I think, yeah, that's not okay. You can't do that. That's crazy, you know. Um, so that should be destroyed, you know, and um, not the people, but the culture. You know, that way of doing things is not healthy, you know. It's like women have the right to walk around on their own just as much as men, don't they? You know, um, or, you know, if it's like the idea that like, oh, human beings should be destroyed. We're a, a parasite. It's like, well, you know, that's a, a rather naive, immature perspective, I would say, because it doesn't take into account the fact that we are nature and we are nature on Earth. Seemingly, as far as we know, we're nature's most, you know, intelligent um kind of um, creation and uh, nature can experience herself through us and so I think if you look at the wisest most peaceful most eloquent healthiest people you know who don't tend to be the political leaders or even the leaders you know cultural leaders in many cases um, they don't think of humans as some sort of parasite quite the reverse you know and um, ironically the people who call humans parasites are the parasites um, in a way, you know, it's like that, um, you know, uh, well, you know, there are this parasitic tendencies in all of us, you know, but, um, I'd say it's not a healthy perspective, you know, the extinctionist movement or whatever this guy, you know, is in the New York times, like, you know, uh, there are how many, you know, 8 billion humans, but it'd be better if there were zero, you know, and he's asking, you know, once a voluntary, you know, suicide of the species, it's like insane, you know? So that I think is, you know, rather than destroy the species and all the potential for beauty and music and all the stuff that we can do, you know, can, you know, can monkeys make Bach, you know, uh, you know, the cello suites, listen to that and tell me humans are a parasite only, you know, come on, get a grip. Um, and so I think, uh, that is that rather than destroying species, it would be better to destroy that, that point of view, that ideology, you know? So there are things that should be destroyed. And, you know, some, we're going to disagree upon what should be created, what should be destroyed, and so what should be preserved or, you know, kind of, um, yeah, torn down. But um, I think it should all just be, we try to encourage each other, even when we disagree, encourage each other to be guided by um, our own, by truth and by um, 
an attempt, a genuine attempt for the highest good. Um, and I think over time, if you're striving really genuinely for the good and not just, um, then you will start to notice that the highest good comes from, the highest good is not just my good, it's the good of the whole world. Um, and then if you start getting into that, you'll start to get thinking like, okay, well, what is really going on? What are the real problems so that we have the real solutions? And um, and then that's where you'll have to, you'll come to a point where there's an invitation to let your narratives, you know, dissolve and, you know, and um, be changed when they're no longer um, shown to make sense, you know. Um, and so, uh, you know, I think we try to encourage you know, peacefully, as many people as possible, you know, to, uh, when, we're at, when we're making our changes in the world, within ourselves and outside of ourselves, mostly to try to change ourselves, you know, the world changes from within, right? So try to, if I change myself, I, I become a wiser, more conscious, more peaceful person, healthier person, I will influence others by example, but, ah, oh, he looks really healthy and happy, ah, oh, I might copy him, you know, that looks nice. Um, then also the words, and, my, and the actions and the responses, the emotions, the vibrations that come from me uh, and the creations, you know, from me, they will be such as to uplift, you know, the world. Um, so anything you could change in the world will naturally come from you changing yourself um, as a natural, you know, result of that. That'll be the fruit of you tending your own um, garden, you know. Um, so yeah, I told you the garden was relevant, you know. Um, and let's see. Um, so yeah, I think uh, as we're working on, you know, change and, you know, we sh um, kind of uh, enthusiastically finding the peace and the restfulness and the serenity and just the oblivion of the self. Just let yourself be, you know, obliterated by reality. Just let it be. Take some breaths or let the breaths be taken as they will on their own. Um, and then the energy will start to surge and rise and you'll start to heal. And this motivation, this desire will naturally rise um, with the, this enthusiasm, this you know, um, infinite energy and resourcefulness for creation and um, you know, put, um, being an agent of change. And not just being changed, but but changing life, you know, being comfortable and open to changing the world, starting you know through your own self, um, um, and yeah, with all of this, just to be guided by truth and love and harmony, um, ultimately to be guided by the silence, the stillness of the true self, just letting your thoughts subside. Um, um, yeah, was it, uh, um, was it, um, a thousand size, what is it, uh, uh, float to the ground, I can't remember that line maybe, or it'll come to me, but, um, may all calculations come to rest in silent peace and gentleness, remember that bit anyway, but, um, yeah, and so, all right, I hope that, uh, you know, some interesting perspectives. I hope I have changed you for the better, and I've changed myself through this. And, um, yes, uh, one thing also I would say is, yeah, other people, 
you know, it is right to want to change other, the world and other people, but, you know, through communication, you know, but um, we need to respect that they ultimately live their lives, right? And so, you know, they, they're the masters of their kingdom. And so if I'm the government, I want to change everyone. Yeah, hey, come on. They're, they're living their own lives. If they're not hurting others, they're allowed to do whatever they want, whether it's healthy or not, you know. Um, and you can change yourself. When you're in a relationship, it's a bit different because you've, you've got a bond together. So there's a certain dance there, a certain promise like, okay, we, you know, you can say, look, in order for me to live a happy life, these are some things that I need. And then, you know, and some of them will require the other person to change. And that's reasonable. And, and, and then they will say, well, yeah, well, here's some things that I need from you and you need to change. And that's reasonable. And I think the key is to go, okay, what things do we need each other to change? And what things do we want each other to change? And if it's like, well, um, basically, is it like about balance and harmony? When one of us is like out of line or, you know, we're out of alignment and it's not healthy. Or maybe, you know, it's, it's okay, it's kind of healthy, it's kind of subjective. However, it's like the other person just can't live with that. It's too out of resonance with them. Either of those, then it's going to be like, okay, either you leave the relationship um, or you go, okay, this is a, what do I want? Do I want the relationship, given that this is necessary for it? And just be honest with the communication and go, okay, if, um, you know, what, basically there's going to be four, uh, there's going to be, yeah, I guess four categories. It's like there's things where um, there's going to be things where like we're in sync and it's it's the same. We're, we're on the same page and it's good for us or we're different, but it's good for us. It's like interesting. It makes things good. But when we're the same in some way or we're different in some way and it's bad for us, um, then it needs to change. Uh, I guess if we're in the same, it's a codependency kind of thing. Like, oh, we both love taking heroin. It's like, oh, maybe we should stop that. Okay, just have a conversation and stop it. But when there's um, a difference, let's say, um, and it's like, no, you need to change. No, you need to change. You know, who should change? Well, I think if you, we need to identify, okay, is it um, some things it's just going to be, you know, that's just who you are and you have a right to be like that. And if I, you know, love you and I want to be in a relationship with you, then I just have to accept it, you know? And then... The same thing, vice versa, for me. Like certain things, no, that's just who I am. And look, I can't change that. That's not going to happen. And you just have to, if you want to be with me, you have to accept that. There's those two things. And then there's also two things where it would be like, oh, there's things where, you know, this is how you are, but um, you need to sacrifice that for me because I need you to change. And vice versa, things where I, you need me to change and I just have to sacrifice that. So I think we shouldn't be sacrificing our core self, but there are parts of us where it's just like, yeah, we want to, to do these things, but we don't really need to. It's not really that essential to us. So it's, you know, figuring out, is it part of my core self or is it just some habit I have, which I could or even should let go in order for to, you know, continue the dance of this relationship. And at the end of the day, it's all about what do you want? Do you want the relationship, you know? Um, and if you do, then you, you make these sacrifices because you're getting what you want. You know, you want that relationship. Um, and yeah, so that's a little bit also about change, I think. Um, and um, well, one more thing would just be kids, I guess. Like, I think wanting to guide your kids, you know, the kids, children, um, they don't, you know, they, they need structure and boundaries. That's, they've always had structure and boundaries for millions of years. So that's 
their you know milieu their evolutionary milieu if you suddenly change that it's going to throw things out of balance homeostasis you know um but you should be respectful and try to treat them as adults as soon as possible uh, and be kind and give them as much freedom as you can but there is a certain um boundary you have to set around them i think and uh, say okay within this boundary you're completely free around it no i can't do that i'm not going to let you um and that that's actually how they thrive there's a balance there there's plenty of confusion and complexity and nuance and discovery and adventure within whatever little circle you can even if you're very strict there's going to be so much like to explore within that um and you know ideally you won't be crazy strict you'll be like reasonable and balanced so you know really there's plenty to focus on there um so you're actually helping them because you're otherwise it's overwhelming the amount of freedom and also you um with you know with children uh you, you your job you're not just their friend your job is to prepare them um for life and to set give them good habits and right you know good healthy perspectives and uh behaviors basically um and so as they're growing you give them these kind of fundamental things it's like an apprenticeship thing you're you know they're the padawan you're the master and then you know and they maybe sometimes they won't like it but you, and you'll say hey no you're doing this i'm going to change you you're not allowed to do that that's not right maybe i'm wrong but i'm do, i'm setting that boundary as best as i can and that's my job and i can't do better than i can all i can do is my best and maybe i'm not perfect but hey at least i'm trying you know and i'm um trying my best to be my best and to constantly grow and be aware and so and then when you're an adult when you're 18 all right now you get to do whatever you want but i've set or whenever you know you, you're mature enough that that's deemed you know there's that passing of the torch um but i think that is something where ch um children really need that guidance and structure um and you know if you don't if if when you're setting a a boundary and going hey no that's not healthy i'm going to change it or i'm going to say no set a boundary when you if uh if you don't do it you know lovingly and early when they have the flexibility and adaptability to change um then someone else will when they're an adult and it's hard to change and they'll do it in a brutal way they won't care what what are you to me i'll just do it you know so you get fired by your boss or you get dumped by your partner or whatever because you know you're out of line you're being you know so parents your job is to try to help the children you know be balanced people and so that also involves change um a uh, kind of enforcing change to some extent when there are things where oh you're you're not doing this but you should or you're doing this and you shouldn't you know so that'll be one final thing i'd say about change now for a very shocking change i am going to stop talking so that's it much love everyone